Good morning. 2018 was a year of learning and adaptation for my family and me. It was our first full year in tuxedo in which we got to witness the full cycle of nature's glory, both the good and the bad. Outside of our church membership, we have gotten to know more and more people as we try to attend as many community events as possible, be they at the club, the schools, the firehouses, the library, or in people's homes. My community involvement has expanded beyond strictly pastoral duties to include membership on the board of the Slotesburg Food Pantry, as well as in the Tuxedo Park Garden Club and now on the Tree Advisory Board. And I can even get around pretty well without using GPS. <laughs> Indeed, 2018 was a year when we finally had the feeling of being at home in Tuxedo. In addition to all of that, I also learned more about the culture and needs of this parish. In many ways, it's much like where I served before. In other ways, it's totally different. One major difference is that here, the population is much more fluid. While there is a solid core of year-rounders, others come and go at differing times of year. And this presents a challenge in that we have become reliant on just a few people to shoulder all of the work that needs to be done in order to keep our church functioning well. Running a church takes a huge effort, and I am truly grateful for all the volunteers who make it all look effortless. And uh, on this day especially, I would like to say a special thank you to George, wherever you are, uh, for his years of service on the vestry. George uh, rotated off of the vestry this year. Last year at this time, I outlined three key points for growth at St. Mary's. And after a year and a half as your rector, I'm firmly convinced that these uh, three points can be more than just a snapshot in time. I believe that they can be the foundation and guide for our aspirations for years to come. We have had some successes so far, and I will need your help to continue with the vision. In case you don't remember, the three key objectives are first, to rediscover our faith and traditions. Worship is what we are all about. We have made strides in this area through a more thorough exploration of the prayer book, experiencing new hymns and sacred music, and in hiring a Sunday school teacher to handle the needs of the children's ministry. We also held an inquirer's class during Lent on the history and material culture of the church. This year we're going to have uh, a class during Lent uh, focusing on the sermons of Martin Luther King, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, in 2018, we had 10 baptisms, four weddings, two of which were off-site, and eight funerals. St. Mary's remains at the heart of our community. And while all of these things have been steps in the right direction, there's still much to accomplish together. Going forward, I would like to see more involvement by the children in such capacities as their own choir and serving as acolytes. Our preschool should also become more integrated into the overall life of the church. Musically, we should continue to push the limits uh, with the introduction of more sacred repertoire and a greater focus on the Anglican choral tradition. The second point was to restore our historic buildings and grounds. A large campus of old buildings and trees requires a constant vigilance that has been lacking in certain areas. Lately, we've made strides by performing much-needed tree work in the area of the rectory, along with the clearing of stumps and invasive vines and weeds. And we've discovered long-lost terraces that are being restored and replanted by me personally, which is a great joy. 
So please come up in the spring to see the more than 900 plantings that went in last fall. I believe that all of the church property, including the rectory, should be a point of civic pride. And the church itself, we have recovered and put back into use long forgotten altar hangings, sculptures, and our splendiferous paschal candle stand, which is the envy of the cathedral. (laughs) We also continue with our program of restoring our magnificent art glass collection, thanks to generous contributors. Again, much more work is needed. And I commend our junior warden for starting the process of compiling an existing conditions report, which is sorely needed as we map out our future plans. The third point is to re-engage our community. And I think this uh, really is uh, a point in which we need to to give a lot of attention this year. For me, community is at the heart of what it means to be a Christian. We live in a unique place that is much more diverse in every respect than I ever imagined. As your rector and a leader in the community, I have been trying my best throughout the time I have been here to be a unifying and welcoming presence. I have had a number of successes and am working on being more proactive in reaching out to newcomers and those who may have fallen away from the church. I take it as a positive sign that as of this meeting, numerous new people are attending regularly and we have nine new pledges, 11 increases over the last year and 25 pledging at the same level as before. Regarding giving, I have reached out far beyond our usual list of givers with approximately 130 appeal letters sent out so far. And I am hopeful that in the near future, with your help, I can turn around the decade-long downward trend in giving. So how can you help? First, if you have not done so already, as uh, Frank said, you can pledge. All members of this church should pledge to its mission in any way that they can and I can get you a pledge card right away if you want one. <laughs> or you can go online, stmtux.org membership. Secondly, in our recent vestry retreat, we identified a need for the committees of the church to be formed or reformed with a renewed vigor and sense of purpose. These committees are finance, also endowment and investment, an important committee that has fallen by the wayside, stewardship and fundraising, buildings and grounds, communications, outreach, Christian education, and preschool. I'm happy to report that the preschool committee was recently reformed. We will be meeting in February, and if you are interested in that, just let me know. Everyone is welcome. The bottom line here is that your participation is key. In his epistle to the Romans, St. Paul writes, we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. At our best, we do all of these things. However, at his best, Satan effectively distracts us from our holy callings in a myriad of ways. We all want more people to come to church on Sunday. At the same time, we all need to be realistic about the world we live in and face the fact that these days, church is just one of many options, even in Tuxedo Park. Studies show that across the board, people are attending church less frequently. So while the population of the parish may remain stable or even grow, more sporadic attendance means a lower average at the end of the year. So when you are considering whether or not to get out of bed on Sunday, please know that your presence here matters. 
And while you're at it, please invite your family and your friends to come to church as well. As we saw in the finance report, giving has been on a downward trend for the last decade. So has attendance. The two go hand in hand. We must also, though, not lead with our fears. No one wants to attend a church where they sense more desperation than devotion or more anxiety than alleluias. We are here to build up the body of Christ. And people want to come to a church where the congregation radiates the love of Christ and where the staff, the vestry, and the rector are working closely as a team. If there's any discord or tension, people can sense it the minute they walk in the door. We need to get our heads and our hearts in focus and turn to God's present and future. This may mean some difficult choices, but we must remember that he has richly blessed us with all that we need to accomplish his will. We are who we are. We have what we have. We live where we live. So why not lay all of our fears and anxieties at the foot of the cross and see where God will lead us? As I said last year, I believe we are sitting on a gold mine of opportunity. But if, like Lot's wife, we turn back to behold the past, we risk becoming an ossified monument to it. We can cherish our heritage while still moving forward in faith. The future will not look like the past, I guarantee it. But in the words of the old hymn, we are marching to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Finally, in the words of St. Paul, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. And may the blessing, mercy, and peace of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Yeah, I do have the...